Hello and welcome to Profiles in Risk. This is your host, Tony Canyas, and today I have with me Wes Anderson. And hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Isn't there a filmmaker named Wes there, Anderson? There is a filmmaker. There's, there's two Wes Andersons that exist in this world. Uh, there's one that, that tried to do filmmaking and he, he's okay. And then there's the real deal. So yeah, I mean, he comes to me all the time and is like, why is my Google search littered with pictures of you? Um, but you know what? It's just, it's just something he's got to deal with, man. I, 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 I completely, completely get it. Uh, I do like some of his movies and according to Google, he's got a net worth of about 50 million. So he's doing okay for himself. <laughs> Uh, so, so, uh, anyway, so, so Wes Anderson, not the filmmaker, uh, uh, co-founder of Agency VA. So Wes, thank you for joining me today. Uh, what is Agency VA? So Agency VA, what, what we've done is both me and, uh, my co-founder Ben, we actually have and, and still maintain our insurance agencies. Uh, we found a problem inside our existing insurance agencies um, for, for finding help for some of the tasks that nobody wants to do, some of the quoting and, you know, tasks of that nature. So uh, as we found that problem, we realized that that is something that we could outsource, um, you know, and, and get those things filled. And, and so although we've maintained our agencies, Agency VA has become our main focus because in the past couple of years, you know, we have roughly 500 employees and it's, it's just rocking and rolling, man. Oh, wow. Okay. So, 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 so we, we definitely, even though I, I have not worked a day of my life in the agency space, I, I definitely agree that, that uh, it's, they're hard to staff for, they're, they're, they're expensive to staff for and, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 hard. It's it's very it's very hard. So 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 you guys uh, have uh, local local agents agencies, uh, and and I have you listed as Sandy, Utah. So so you guys both have agencies in Utah. Yeah. So so uh, Ben's not his is not in Utah. Okay. Our corporate offices for agency VA reside in Utah. One so. I'm a, a weirdo. I have a couple insurance agencies, but one of them resides in Utah, is still operational. The main reason that it's operational uh, is to main, maintain empathy, you know, for our client base and, and to stay connected. Also, it's kind of a, a laboratory that we can go back and try things and, makes sense. and, and make sure we're doing what's right by the agents. So, so what, what, what types of agencies did, did you guys run that, that helped you come up with this idea? Uh, independent agency, auto focus, commercial focus. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, a, a little bit about me real quickly, uh, eight years old, my dad started a tech company. Um, by the time I was about 23, he said, okay, you ready to be the succession plan? Uh, I'm wearing all black today because at that moment it was like, I had some daddy issues. He'd worked me. I love my father. Let the record show. I love him. He'd worked me really, really hard. Um, and I said, I, I don't want to be your succession plan. And he said, son, unfortunately, you only know technology. So why don't you select an industry that sucks at technology? So I got real estate licensed and I got insurance licensed. I, I, I and insurance was a good choice. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I stayed in insurance. So my, my insurance agency is, you know, 10 plus years old. And, uh, you know, every problem that arose as I developed my, it's independent my independent insurance agency, I essentially had two arrows that I could pull out. One was technology, because that's, again, how I was raised and all I knew. And then number two uh, was this outsourcing stuff. That's, that's how, what we did at my dad's company. And so it, 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 it translated very, very well. Okay. So you're, you're one of those, uh, you, you, you have a lot more experience that, than your age would imply. Be, because that's <laughs> company did outsourcing. Well, Tony, this is a great question. What is my age? What well, guess so, it? So it, it, it depends. Uh, with the beard, you could be anywhere from twenty-eight and fifty-five. Uh, <laughs> without the beard, I'm guessing you look about sixteen and a half. So I'm going to be thirty-two. Really close. Very flattering. Um, and I'm going to guess yours after. Uh, I am 37 years old. If I would have told you once, I have four children. 
So if I would have told you that stat, you'd have been, I would have been a little a little higher in age. You'd have hiked it up a little bit. Yeah, that's what but this is the question I always ask about when I'm asking age. What is your favorite band? Uh, mine's hard because I, I grew up in in Latin America. So my favorite band is my, my favorite band is Mana, which is a Mexican. I love Mana. If no, you well, love Mana, do you speak so, Spanish? Sí, yo puedo hablar español porque yo estaba ahí en, en de Florida por como dos años y durante el verano nosotros vivimos ahí en Puerto Rico. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, and I love Maná. So if you're Maná, I'm going to put uh, you at, you're Maná, you are, I would imagine if you're Maná, you, maybe Mexico you were living. I grew up I'm going to guess. But, but, Costa Rica? Yeah. Ooh, I love Costa Rica. Well, that's a Mexican band, yeah. So, so, so. Yeah, yeah, that's why I guess Mexico. Um, I'm gonna guess you're 35. I, I'm 39. Well, I'm gonna be 39. 39. Yeah, you, you were very close. I'm gonna be 39 in two in two months as of today. Exactly. Two oh, months. cool. Uh, good. I like the trick of, of asking their favorite band because you're right. Yeah. Chances are, whatever your favorite band is, that band was probably popular when you were about 15. Yeah. Right? So, so if you know enough about music, uh, or if you can quickly Google the band and find out when, when like the height of the popularity was, you can probably take a good guess at the age. That's that's a good trick. Uh, smart guy, smart guy. Okay. So, 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 so you've got like twenty years of outsourcing oh, experience. The sound went off. Let's see if we can get this back on here. <laughs> can you not hear me? There we go. It's back on. Went off for a second. Okay. So what were you saying? I'm sorry, sound turned off. Oh, so, 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 oh, okay. So I, I was saying, so, so, so even though you're 35, you've got like 20 years of outsourcing experience because of your dad's company. Exactly, exactly. And, yeah. and uh, my dad's, his philosophy, it was brilliant. What he said to me is he said, look, you want home field advantage. You need to build a software. You need to learn the audience. You need, you need to be all in. You need to fill the pain, fill the problems. But he said, instead of, going and collecting a bunch of money from VC funds and private equity, building a software and praying to the good Lord that it works. He said, build a software, use it with your company, be the reason by which your company has the growth is said software and then release it to the marketplace. So although we do the outsourcing, uh, the reason that we have had, you know, very aggressive growth growth or one of the reasons is our software our software tracks every keystroke mouse movement screen refresh rate and is built for remote workers because i had an insurance agency i couldn't start a va company and jeopardize my carrier appointments mm -hmm. so i had learned that uh my competitors in the industry were kind of operating on this don't ask don't tell well i went right to the carriers and i said mr carrier i can't lose my money that is feeding my family from my insurance agency. If I were to start a VA company, what would you want? And they said, here's the parameters. You know, this is the data we need you to protect. This is the things we want. And I said, okay, awesome, you got it. And I, I said, oh, by the way, Mr. Carrier, you're gonna be one of my biggest clients uh, because these carriers are developing service centers. And I was able to, you could see the writing on the wall not only are agencies having issues finding support, so are carriers, oh, yeah. because a lot of the stuff inside an agency isn't fun to do. And we do mm -hmm. all the stuff that the agents don't want to do. We love it. And uh, you, you outsource it to the Philippines, to China, or to India, or? Great question. Great question. So, um, and I didn't know this about you, Tony. I didn't know that you were from there. So when I was 19, me and our co-founder, Ben, we served... Uh, a Spanish-speaking mission, and he's from El Salvador, and we just, incredible love we developed for South America, just loved it, the so, Spanish language, go ahead. So he's from Salvador, where, 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 yeah. where did you do your mission? Uh, Tampa, Florida, so Cubans melting pot of all <laughs> Spanish, dude. I, I, I've, got, I've got to say, out, out, of, out of out of the several people with an insurance that, that, that I've met, uh, who who are Mormon and 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 did did their their mission, uh, like, like generally they went to like impoverished countries and they came back speaking really good Spanish. The ones that did Latin America, Tampa feels like 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 a bit of a cop out. Like, like it, it doesn't feel like bro, bro, bro. You okay? Great great observation. But I'm telling you what, you go to a town called Immokalee 
that so Tampa was the name of my mission, but I was as far southwest as you could go. And I was the only white boy there. Like oh. it was the, all the tomato picking, orange pickers, uh, all the migrant workers. I mean, I lived there. I I love, I didn't love, I got to where I didn't enjoy speaking English as much, but I, on any given month, I would maybe speak English two times. I mean, everybody spoke Spanish and I also had to learn Haitian Creole. So oh, that, wow. those are the two languages I had to learn, um, got to learn. But anyways, Spanish is where we love. So when you ask the question about, you know, uh, where we reside, we have locations in Latin America, all around Latin America. We have locations in Philippines. We have locations in India. And then what happened was the carriers were like, okay, your software, that's beautiful and that's great. But if you really want to work with us, work with us, we need some insurance licensed, uh, you know, individuals to outsource. We we kind of want to fulfill that under sixty thousand dollars cost. That's kind of anything below that. I mean, as low as like you know fifteen seventeen hundred dollars a month. You know, uh, the the high end for us would be fifty sixty thousand dollars a year. Uh, contingent upon the type of virtual assistant. But the big thing that's happened when they asked us that was we knew that here domestically, here on American soil, it's a big struggle to, to find individuals to jump in these agencies and do those hard tasks. I mean, picking up the phone, you know, picking up the phone is a big deal. Uh, you know, sending out certs, doing quotes. I mean, there were all these tasks that the agents no longer wanted to do. So what we did, I actually, I There's told you earlier, I have four. Huh? They're low value of tasks for, for yes, and there's tons of them in an agency for for the cost of labor here in the states. It, it's it's like labor is too expensive in the states to to justify uh, the, those kind of tasks that don't add anything to, to 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 the to the value we provide. Yep, there there there. I always tease if we were an Avenger, if Agent CVA was an Avenger, we're Hulk. We're going to get you muscle. We're not Banner. You know, we're not the smart guy in the laboratory. Uh, we're Hulk. We're going to do all the stuff inside an agency that nobody wants to do. And we're going to kick butt out. We're going to break some stuff. We're going to smash and we're going to kick butt at it. Um, so, so to get the, the licensed individuals, we actually, me and Ben both uh, live in Puerto Rico for part of you know, I do it in the winters, in the Utah winters, I bounce out to Puerto Rico. And that's where a lot of our virtual assistants reside. Uh, they speak English the two languages. Native. Huh? So their English is native. Beautiful English. I mean, here's the dynamic of, of what we're hiring. First off, we're the highest paid wage on the island. So uh -huh. the amount of talent that we can get is, is very, very awesome. And what's funny is it's the highest paid but inside the insurance agency here, sometimes it's doing the lower tasks, you know, that, that people view as lower tasks that we freaking eat up and love. But anyways, the individual from Puerto Rico is really unique because before Hurricane Maria came and just desolated and just destroyed Puerto Rico, all of our, um, a high percentage of our virtual assistants were li living on the East Coast in places like Tampa, Florida, New York, Texas. Um, they were in the middle of college and or graduated college mom and dad on the island when when it got hit by that hurricane needed help so these these uh i love them so much there's they're inbred inside of them is that ability to help and to serve they moved back to puerto rico and they're now the breadwinner for their parents you know for everybody and you know island living isn't bad <laughs> so if you can get good you know uh good money and and it's a it's a province of the United States. So the currency is the dollar. So if you can get good money and you can live on the island, I mean, there's a reason aside from work that I take my four kids and live there every year. I mean, it's, it's, it's beautiful. So we have a, I tease, we got this little assembly line factory out there that is getting licensed individuals. And, and think about this median age under 30, uh, very tech savvy insurance licensed and they're a blank canvas. So they don't have bad habits. So they don't have, you're not like having to take from your neighboring insurance agency. And then when you see them at the Safeco meeting, it's awkward because you post <laughs> the best person. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's, it's, it's really awesome. And the economics make sense. Um, and paired with our software, that's, that's how we get this growth going is 
um, the opportunities there, it's here and, and the timing is perfect. So, if I'm not mistaken, you guys, well, based on your LinkedIn, you guys have been around for about three, three and a half years. Yeah. And, and so how, how, how many agencies are, 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 are using you guys? So we have almost, it's 500 virtual assistants. Uh, domestically has actually been our most recent where our growth had like our corporate offices here where I am because we're putting so much energy and effort on the software because we haven't released it to the marketplace. If you remember, my dad's advice was build a software, use it, uh, you know, validate the software and build then up. release to market. So our software has over 18 months of being broken, battered, bruised, uh, evolving, um, but we're hiring a lot here. Uh, so we're, we're about that 500 mark total between Philippines, India, Puerto Rico, and then in Utah, there's just a grip of people. I mean, for a second there, we were, we had, you know, two foot by two foot squares of carpet. We were handing laptops and saying, get to work because we were waiting for our building to get developed. Um, now we're in a, a better spot, but uh, it's just, it's growing at a rapid rate. As far as the agencies we serve, geez, of the 500 people, I'd anticipate like three or 400 agencies. Um, there's a big shift happening right now. We started with kind of the, the agencies that had one or two people inside of them. That's, those were the first ones that would listen to us. Mm -hmm. They needed the help on the economics. It yeah, is. No, and, 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 and sorry for interrupting with that. that uh, one of the questions I was going to ask is, is do, do you need to be an agency for certain size? But, but that makes so much sense because yeah, if, if you're a one or two people agency, you, you can't afford uh, local help. Uh, you can't afford, you know, attempt for, from Mia Jacobson uh, and, and uh, uh, the, the, the big outsourcing firms, you're too small. So if, you, if you've got the economics of scale to help those, those small agencies, you've got a fantastic business there. So, so, so anyway, uh, so, so sorry for interrupting. <laughs> no, you're, I, I, I appreciate that. I'll get you interrupt whenever you need to. Um, I don't view it as an interrupt. I, I'll, I'll tell you this. We, our software helped us be efficient with those younger agencies that helped us be able to, because I'm not in this business to squeeze as much out of, out of the lemon that I can. I don't want to pay as little as I can in these locations. In fact, I want to pay as much as I can and have this software being that engine that, that keeps the efficiencies and the automations going. Because one of the things that everyone asks when they, when they get a virtual assistant is like, what are they doing? How do I know they're working? Uh, we have a nightly report from our software. Again, if you imagine that every keystroke mouse movement, screen, screen refresh was tracked, also, when they're on the phone, it's tracking that, it's telling what's going on, and nightly you get a report that says, this is the workload capacity indicator of your VA, meaning one through 100%, how much more can your virtual assistant handle? Are they working efficiently, or could you give them more tasks? Or, interestingly enough, the thing that's most common is they get worked so hard, we're like, listen, we're looking at those reports. If you keep on the trajectory that you are with your virtual assistant, they're going to end up in the ER. So you either need to get another VA or pull the reins back because the interesting thing about a, a virtual assistant, unlike maybe someone that I would hire here in Utah that comes in and maybe hums and haws and fills that entitlement a little bit, a VA comes in and just rips it up. They're just like roll up their sleeves. And like, I, we've already ran numbers, like comparing our VAs versus like in-house staff and it's not close. Um, the VAs work a lot harder because they're grateful. They're a lot more grateful for the opportunity, um, you know, that's being given to them. Um, you know, so that it's, it's a, it's a big deal and it's something you fill inside your agency. That, that's fantastic. So, so uh, are, are there any requirements when it comes to the agents that you, so, so, so does, does it matter whether I'm on, on Epic or on Hawksoft or, like, can you work with any agency management system? Uh... So we, we are growing the service side of things. So I always tease like, uh, there's a lot in the space trying to grow revenue and sales right now. And I think someday we'll tackle and help that. But we're watching the six. We're watching that residual dollar. 
all our energy with our software and with our people is to watch that residual dollar. So better service, you know, quicker turnaround times on certificates, getting quoting, reshops, we run commissions. I mean, there's a number of things we do. As far as like the size of agency and the technology that they use, uh, we started with the small agencies and we will never forget them. They'll always be a part of what we do. But we've seen this progression to where it got bigger and then it started getting MGAs. And then most recently, we have a very healthy portfolio of carriers um, that, that want service and insure techs. Insure techs are doing what my dad said not to do. They're developing a beautiful software. They have money, but they don't have bodies and muscle that have any insurance acumen to run customer service, to run onboarding. Our people are, we're niched out with insurance. And so they go in and, and support that. But our technology, when you talk about the fragmentation that exists in insurance, you got Epic, you got EasyLinks, you got Hawksoft, and that's just your AMSs. Our, our technology is going to be very agnostic and it will connect to each of them in the sense that it will be able to pull the data from them and utilize that for the end of the day report. So they don't have to work inside our software, but our software will say what's happening inside of like now certs, we're uh, wrapping up an integration with them. Um, everything that the virtual assistant does in now certs actually comes in and feeds that nightly report number of what did they do. And in a very near future, we will be connected with each of those software, each of those AMSs, Raiders, um, because of our agnostic nature. And we're not pushing back into them. We're pulling right now. So we'll pull the data, we clean it up, and then it goes into that nightly report that says, what did my VA do? Can they do more? Or do I need to pull the reins in and have them do less? Okay. Um, so, so... So somebody listens to, to, to the episode, they give you a call. I see that the, the schedule of call uh, on the website or the 800 number. So they give you a call. Uh, what, what kind of questions do they need to be ready to, to answer in, in order to, 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 to get kind of a quote for, for what it might look like for, for them? So we, we first diagnose and get their, their tech deck. So we go through and we learn them all. Uh, over the course of the past couple of years, there's not one this month uh, that's thrown us for a curveball. Who knows what next month will bring? Right now, we have all the AMSs, everything down because one of the other softwares we de developed was an LMS that is always, as the fragmentation increases and there's more technologies and tools, we're on the we're right on the forefront of that to get our VAs, you know, trained and rocking and rolling that. So we'll learn your tech deck, and then we're gonna pick your three biggest problems. And every call that I listen to, um, or the ones I've been a part of, it's pretty much the same stuff. Uh, quoting and quoting and reshop, they try to make two things, but that could be one. Um, that's, that's certificates if they're commercial driven. Uh, we do a lot with certificates. We do a lot with uh, quoting on the surplus lines um, of the commercial side of the game. Um, I mean, you got to imagine our VAs can do, you know, someone from Philippines is going to be really good at a very linear, uh, dutiful type uh, task that is like what we would view as very monotonous. They're going to dominate and kick butt there. Someone that's insurance licensed can go soup to nuts for you. Um, they can bind, they can give, you know, advice, whatever they're insurance licensed. Uh, so we cover all spectrum, but we're service, our niche is service. We really, again, want to help that residual dollar um, and that's what we're built for. And, and eventually, you know, we'll be an outsourcing. We're, right now, I view us as a tech company that outsources and has outsourcing abilities. We're, we're seeing the morph happen. We'll still have this outsourcing side, but our SaaS product, our technology really is going to be what sets us apart because agencies, if they use our VAs or not, is irrelevant they can they can plug into our software and if they have remote workers or everyone's in a cubicle farmer right next to each other they can have optics on what's going on inside their agency through our software so that's really who we are um we just love the va side of thing and we love the outsourcing but we're very much so a tech company that outsources okay uh, what what kind of commitment do, do you ask for like is, is it like six months 90 days 90 days. Okay. So, so for, for a tiny agency, right? Mom and pop shop, we just need help with, with, 
sending certificates because we do a lot of, of, of Main Street commercial lines and we have a couple of contractors that, that drive us crazy with a bunch of certificates all the time. Um, so, so like how much can I, can I expect to spend for those 90 days? So right now we have a product that's like 1700 bucks, maybe a little bit more. Um, and, and it would be a service and, and said service is going to entail a virtual assistant, um, that is not licensed. And the tasks that you're going to want to do with everything you just said, sending out certs, maybe doing quote. Interestingly enough, we're seeing a large trend with um, our, and those that would be what we call a silver virtual assistant. We have silver, gold, and platinum, platinum being licensed. A silver VA, we're seeing a trend now where they're doing that. And they're also picking up overflow on the phones. Um, the way that you make this work is by human, this sounds silly, but it's the secret sauce, humanizing your virtual assistant and making them a part of your culture. Our virtual assistants currently work one-to-one -one with the agency's hours and they're assigned just to your agency. Also, now, it's a dedicated person. Dedicated. Perfect. Dedicated. So him or her. Uh, okay, awesome. Uh, interesting story about that. One of our greatest clients, our bigger ones, you know, uh, you know, they, they, they order in bulk, <laughs> they'll get five VAs a month. I was in the Philippines and we were having this like celebration, uh, for these VAs that had achieved milestones, um, within their insurance education. Cause that's a big thing for us is for them to continue with their education inside, inside insurance. But anyways, I was noticing there was a table and in this table, they were like, they would eat together. They were, they seemed to all drink the same drink. Um, anyways, I was just so intrigued by it. So I, I casually sat next to him. I kid you not, I could hear a Boston accent in their English. And so I'm like, do you work with, you know, so-and-so agency? And they were like, how'd you know? And I'm like, oh my gosh, you sound like you're from Boston. And these guys did so well because our virtual assistants felt no difference in their position in the company as someone that was sitting right next, you know, to the principals of the agency. Like they went to meetings, they met with marketing reps, some of them, uh, you know, like they were such a part of the culture that they were developing an accent and that's why it worked. Now you would ask like, what can an agency expect? We are going to be rolling out soon an a la carte an a la carte product that will hit a team, which is more of the traditional VA route that we'll just pay a la carte. So if you only need to do a couple certs and you just want to dip your feet in and see if it works, that will go to a team. It won't be the one-to-one -one relationship, um, but you can just go a la carte and use as needed. Oh, well, that's pretty, so, so doing it, that, testing the waters that way, uh, is there like a $500 commitment or... Yeah, we'll have to do some type of retainer. The discussions right now, we had it at like 200 bucks. You know, it will, it will kind of be like I tease. It's like a Costco Costco sampler, man. Uh, you know, like Sundays, I get the family and we go hit those samples. Um, it'll kind of be like that. But also, I think it will serve that agency that's like, yeah, dude, I don't got in the budget, the 1700 bucks, but I really need a lot of help. You know, and maybe they're only spending six, 700 bucks. And it will be the a la carte menu will be very precise. It will be things like quoting, it'll be certificates, things that it can hit a team and then they can serve up and then they can shoot back to the agency. So the um, gets you a dedicated person, you, you get correct. to know them, they become part of your team um, and uh, they work your hours. Correct. Uh, so depending on, on, you know, Eastern Central Mountain or whatever, uh, and um, you get... 40 hours so 1700 a month and you get 40 hours a week from, from that person Correct. Uh, it's not bad that is not bad at all that that is what uh like 10 an hour yep 10 an hour 10 to an hour yeah yep. you, you can't get anything uh, like that yeah like especially with how the market is today where there's a labor shortage in the u.s in general uh like you can't get the neighbor's kid to, to mow your lawn for 10 bucks an hour, right? Like, I'm trying to think of the, of the cheapest possible thing you can get in the States. Right now, you can't get it. I, I was just uh, I was just visiting my alma mater, uh, Iowa State, uh, just about a week and a half ago. 
And uh, I saw, and I was a really cheap cost of living area. And this is not even Des Moines, this is Ames, Iowa. It's a very, very cheap city, college town. And uh, uh, back when I was in college, uh, most of, of the on-campus jobs paid five fifteen an hour. Uh, I saw a sign for for the cafeteria. It's paying thirteen an hour right now, uh, right? Significantly, like Iowa's minimum wage is not ten bucks. <laughs> like it's like seven fifteen, uh, and and they're paying thirteen an hour because they can't get help. It's it, on campus. It's incredible. Uh, let's travel. Let's travel down the road that you do get. You somehow snag one of those college kids to come in. Okay. You do get them. He comes in, she comes in. I'm just going to tell you straight up. They're going to come in and be like, what is this technology you're working on? What's going on? Uh, like, you know, like what, you know, like it's, yeah. Yeah. So even if you do land them, the, the, the probability of them staying in the seat and working is very, very low. Now contrasting something that people don't understand is how America does does what they view as the W-2 relationship that includes health benefits, 401k, like that is such a blessing, okay? One of our initiatives, one of the things, you know, that when me and Ben were 19, when we promised we were going to make South America better, make the world better, one of the things that we're able to do that with is by instituting that in other parts of the country that have never experienced that. So you can give someone a great, a great wage, which, uh, like, for example, in the Philippines, uh, we have this beautiful story and we get these stories time in and time out that the RVA is making more than the mayor of the city that they reside. And so and then also we provide them benefits. We provide them, you know, opportunities for, you know, 401ks and things of that nature in their corresponding country. And what we're doing is we're breaking systemic poverty. We're teaching these individuals that they can do more than they ever dreamed possible. Now you get someone like that and you plug them into an agency compared to this college kid that we're trying to get in. They are just incredible. And I keep using the same word. It's their gratitude. It's their gratitude for their opportunity that propels them in agencies. Like I get probably twice a month, a message on Facebook that says, Wes, if my VA leaves your company, I will literally kill you. Like, and I'm like, dude, and like, and like more uncomfortable conversations are like, we grow within. So we are VAs. VA number one, one of the coolest stories about us is when I met her, she thought she was uh, interviewing for my agency. And I'm like, listen, lady, you're crazy. Like me, we're going to do something fun. And me and you will work side by side. She now works inside utah she's here um we did work side to side there was a time where our offices our desks were in the same office and we had to share offices it was awesome and fun um but she's here in america and we have that story over and over um that we can i mean this is a great country to live in and sharing that these opportunities can exist in the world that's how this keeps moving and that's why you know next year we'll have a couple thousand vas not just because the insurance industry needs it, but because it's time to give the underdog the opportunity. It's time, you know, to let, and, and, and when people experiment and see what they can do when they get into agencies, we don't have heavy attrition. You know, they stay. I love it. I, I absolutely love it. How, how, how are you guys marketing it? Uh, are, are you... That's a- so that's a, such a cool thing. So that's my, my world, like between our co-founder uh, relationship, like literally how things started and go is all go get like, I used to, they don't let me sell as much anymore, but I used to be able to get like 10 credit cards, you know, people that needed help, everyone needed help. And then I'd go back to Ben and I'd say, Hey, uh, you just got 10 contracts. He's like, dude, when did you sign them up for? I'm like, you got two weeks. He's like, Wes, we have zero people. I'm like, get ready. Like, that's not my problem. I'm going, I'm going. So we kept growing and growing and growing and growing. Um, but I was causing ulcers for everyone as our growth got so aggressive. And, and so we've really had to be a lot more efficient on our growth. But from a marketing perspective, we haven't spent really much marketing dollars. Um, it has been me going out to trade shows, conventions, podcasts like this, speaking, 
Uh, that's really been it. Um, and here's some crazy information. So right now, every day, two, two people get a job uh, inside Agent CVA. We, we hire two people every single day. And that number is going to go, you know, I think before the year ends, we'll get three or four. It's just moving at such a rapid rate. We haven't spent marketing dollar and our sales team right now, this is, and I don't care if my competitors hear this. We have three individuals that are in college. Okay. But one of them served his mission in the Philippines. So he speaks Tagalog. So all he came off and all he wanted to do was continue to speak Tagalog. And so he can empathetically, he lived there for two years, work with our Filipino division. And he's a beast. I mean, he's a beast. I mean, he doesn't know how good he is. Like an, an average month for him, you know, he like, and I'm not playing with you. He can do like 1.2 million in annualized revenue. Like he's a beast, a beast, a beast. Um, and then the other two serve Spanish speaking missions. And so they're very, very hungry. We have one guy, we call him Todd Packard. He's our traveling vet salesman. Um, and that's it. And then those four guys, we just began some marketing campaigns that after like we're on week three, we're already seeing aggressive results. We're going to put a lot of our funds and a lot of our energy into marketing because everybody in insurance needs help right now. And we want to provide that help for them. I, I'm envious of it. I, I work in sales uh, within the insurance industry, mostly sold to carriers. Uh, but but uh, uh, I, I sell an expensive service, a like really good service that's expensive. Uh, I, I'm envious of your, of your salespeople because you, you've got a no-brainer for, for most agencies. Well, I, when I met you, uh, because I come from the tech world, you had your beautiful hat on. And like I had probably three or four messages that said, find Tony. So I think I messaged you and said, dude, I'm going to find you out of these thousands of people in Vegas. I'm hunting you down. Anyways, I meet you. You got your beautiful hat on and then you had that unicorn. So because I was from the tech world, I'm like, Oh, this guy like finds billion dollar tech companies, a unicorn. <laughs> I'm like, dang, that's why they want me to find him. That's all I knew. So I'm like, Oh, so he finds, I want to be a billion dollar tech company. So maybe, maybe that's why people told me to find him. Like, that's my goal. Like, he finds unicorns, but then you shared with me the individuals that you're able to find. And being that we're, we're not staffing, being that we're outsourcing, your individuals are unicorns. Like that's like, I can't even no, imagine yeah, trying yeah. to find that. That's needle in a haystack. Like yeah, we, we, I couldn't we play, find that. We play two sides of, 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 uh, of the same coin kind of, kind of thing where, where you guys yeah. are, are helping deal with, with the, the, the with, with dealing with the entry-level stuff that, that we were too expensive for. And, and we only do domestic, we don't outsource. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you guys are around. I can't tell you how often I, I get calls from, 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 uh, from agencies. And, and the moment that like, my first question is, is tell me about your agency. And the moment they say, oh, it's, it's you know, it's, it's me and my husband, uh, we've been around for 10 years. We, and I, I immediately know we can't help them. Like they, yeah. they can't afford us. It's, it's it's that simple. We're we're we're, we're ready with we're we're just not priced for the, the for 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 an agency of that size. And and really domestically nobody's going to be. Uh, you you need to outsource it. And and then before you guys uh, outsourcing the, the outsourcing companies required a a, a higher commitment. Required the, the, they were really designed to work with bigger companies. Uh, so, so like outsource a single job for me is, is a, uh, uh, no, I don't, I don't think anybody else was doing that. Well, and a, and a lot of those individuals, uh, that are, that play in our space. And so now you can, so if you say with all due respect, you can say whatever you want after. So with all due respect, <laughs> with all due respect, those individuals have very strongly marginalized those they work with, meaning when I asked, so like before I got into insurance, like, you know, back when I had my daddy issues and I, I investigated for a long time and got a lot of data before I said, Hey, I'm going all in with this outsourcing stuff. I got a lot of data. And what I learned was, uh, I would say, look, so you use X service. Okay. What's the name of the person that works on your file? Crickets. And I'm like, uh, okay. Like you've never met them. You don't know them. So there was this marginalization that took place. I'm like, so what if you have a question 
you know, and it's two o'clock and you need help on a quote, what do you do? And they're like, well, I file it. And then the next morning when I wake up, I hope that it was done right. And I'm like, okay, here's the deal. Our people must be humanized because they're humans. So like, you, you're going to love my people. Like rule number one inside uh, agent CBA, like, like the, one of the only things that will cause me to just bring the hammer down and to fire a client is if they treat my people poorly. That's it. But they don't. They humanize them. They're generally just as grateful for that individual. But the humanization is the key. And, and working that one-to-one, less marginalization, more humanization. And then the magic happens. Pair that with a nerd like me that has technology, and it all works. And, and, the, and the, the insure tech world, right? We just, we just, we just got back from ITC. That, that's where we met. Uh, and, and a lot of the insure tech world uh, is trying to, to, to get rid of the human, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and and it, it, it doesn't work. Like, like, like the ones that are successful are successful after they realize that especially in insurance, humans will always be involved in, in most aspects of insurance, that we need to improve our efficiency in many, 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 many parts of, of the process. But uh, you always need a human for a lot of things. So, so I, I agree with you completely. Uh, and, and I love the, I'm a tech company with a very human approach to HR management, a very humane approach to, yeah. to HR management. And not only for, for my employees here, also for my employees abroad. I'm, I'm trying to make their life better. Love it. Absolutely love it. It works. It works when you do that. And what's interesting is like, so as an eight-year-old, uh, the, 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 you know, the, the turds that I ran around with, their dads also had tech companies. And so like now, you know, when I look out my window, you know, Utah is an interesting place. This is, this is, I, I love it. And, and Tony, if, if you ever stop by, you always have a, a home. We're right by the ski resort. You know, people love to do that. But anyways, there's a place in Utah called Silicon Slopes. Silicon Slopes, like when I look across the street, there's Adobe, there's a Google company, Facebook's right over here. Like all my buddies when we were eight, they're now running, you know, these, these tech companies and they'll come to me and they'll say, okay, you are dominating insure tech. That's your love. That's your passion. You know, you're there, you're here. They're like, well, we want to come in. That's a trillion dollar industry. We want to come in. And I'm like, you listen to me very closely. I served 10 years building an agency. I empathetically can speak to this audience. Unless you want to go start an agency from scratch, get the hell out of my backyard. Um, and, and I tease them, but I'm like, literally the misses that are happening inside technology because they can't empathetically speak to either the agent or the consumer because they haven't done either parts. They're so disconnected. It can't work. And so like for InsureTech to go the direction I know it will go, like I, 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 will, I will be pushing that with, with all my energy that I know will go. It's going to be people like you, people like me that empathetically can speak and return to these tech geniuses and say, okay, that was beautiful what you're wanting to create. Now let me tell you about something called Ivan's. That's an AL3 file from, you know, like, like, let me tell you about that. That's beautiful that you want to build this technology. Let me but, tell you about a cord forms. <laughs> yeah, let me talk, let me talk to you about cord forms, homie. Like, like I'll dude, I'll never forget when I was doing my research, you know, before I built my agency. Uh, I'm in this big giant agency in Utah, and like they did not want me to be there. You know, my beard and how I look, you know, this Forrest Gump when he's running look isn't well received by a lot of insurance professionals. And that's okay. I'm okay with that. And I said, hey, so what's going on in the innovation scene with, for you guys? You know, what you doing? Like, they're well respected and, and they still are. Phenomenal company. When he set me down and closed this conference door and made everything quiet and like, I'm surprised he didn't have me sign a freaking NDA and said, I use a program that takes these applications and makes them digital and they can sign on it. And I'm like, wait, you have a subscription to DocuSign? And he's like, you heard about them? And I'm like, wait, that's your innovation. You pay a subscription like that's you should be doing that. You know, like when I heard those words, I was like, I'm home. 
Really? You know, I, I, I found my spot. I can help these people. I love these people. I can help them. I but I had to go ahead. I can't tell you how many carriers I've heard uh, talk about DocuSign and it's a big innovation project. It's a, it's a yeah. big deal that we're bringing. The <laughs> I'm like, what, like, what is innovation? Was it like the 30 seconds it took you to give the credit card information to the guy and then get your logins? Like, that's not innovation. That's like your clients deserve that, dude. Like, that's not, you didn't do anything special there. Like, uh, yeah, they yeah, deserve yeah. that. 2017, 2018, how on earth <laughs> have you gotten away with not having DocuSign before? <laughs> dude, years ago, I said years ago, and this is how our agent, our my insurance agency, you know, was able to have, you know, you know, do okay, was I focused on the experience of buying insurance. And I'll never forget when we started doing video quotes. You would think that I had a hoverboard when I talked to the carriers, you would think I was holding a hoverboard in front of them. I'm like, no, it's just a one minute, 23 second video. Yeah. We just talk about the coverages. Like we, that's our process. You can't give an insurance quote without doing a video. And they're like, Oh, you know, how's your close ratio? I'm like, it's, it's way better than before when we weren't doing this, like it really easy. And they're like, tell us more. And I'm like, what do you mean? I just told you, like we use YouTube. Uh, there's a, I mean, I don't know. What do you want, dude? Like, do you want me to like talk to your people? Like, how to do it like uh, yeah yeah you know, here's the webcam here's you yeah yeah that, that, uh, that's do it <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 that kid playing pokemon you know he he's the one that taught me how to do it like it's not it's not any new technology like it's a video quote it's really quick but everything has been like that in insurance everything has been what i view as duh we should do the industry is like oh my gosh this is innovation this is a hoverboard and so at the end of the day my closing thing, the last, like, I don't know if it's the last thing. My favorite thing right now that I'm in love with is when we release to the marketplace our software that allows these agencies to see what's happening inside with their people. Like, like if you ask an agency owner, who's your best CSR? Uh, this was something I love. They'll say, yeah, we love Sally CSR. I'm like, cool, cool. Why? Silence. And I'm like, well, I mean, she makes a good cup of coffee. You have the loyalty because she's been there for 12 years. But how, how can you tell me? You're looking at the activity report on the AMS maybe, but like, how do we know she's good? So that's one of the things that we'll be able to solve for these agencies is they can see op optics on a nightly basis, the performance of their people. And, and we want to do that because we know there's a lot of people in this industry that are so good they're so good. They're the unsung heroes of insurance and they just haven't been noticed. And we want to shine light on them. Uh, and, 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 and those that aren't doing well, we don't want them fired. Just yeah. put it like help, more training, more, but have data that shows me how much more can this person have yeah. do? How do they compare and stack versus everybody else? Where should I put my raises and stuff? Like it's going to be I excellent. For years, uh, talking about millennials and insurance, and it's mostly carrier side. One of the things that I've been saying since 2014 is you can't measure them. We can't measure us by bought in seed time. And, and, oh. and COVID hit, right? And all of a sudden, you literally can't measure that because they're not there physically and they're never going to come back. Um, you, you have to be able to measure activity uh, and, and by the way, you get what you measure. So may God have mercy on your soul if you're measuring the wrong stuff, because as your people learn that that's what you're measuring, they'll do more of that, whether it is the right, right? If, if, if you're measuring the wrong stuff, people will do more of the wrong stuff. Uh, well, so, and that's well, why, so that's a great, you're, you're pointing on something very well. That's why what, what we have learned in our, our next release is rather than the report showing one through 100, we're going to simplify it. You know, it's going to be red for like, stop. You got to evaluate yellow. You're doing okay. Green, you're doing great. Go move forward. So we're going to keep it a little bit more simple, but the more data we can munch on and do their job and tell them, okay, now we're running this against all the other people. We have 500 now. Imagine we have 6,000. We're running against everybody. Plus on the benchmarks, we're going to go look at the McKinsey reports. We're going to go look at what they tell us should be benchmarks. And, and we're going to, we're going to be able to show you and illustrate this person is awesome. You know, this person, you need to do some more training. And 
when the individual has the ability to put in, I'm paying, you know, $10 an hour for this person, and they put that into our software, they can then drill down and see how much they're paying for a certificate with that person, you know, and it will spit it all out. And so um, it's going to change things for the better. It's also going to be more enticing uh, for millennials to come in because we're going to be able to validate that the four hours that they do behind a computer screen is of more value than the eight hours, you know, of the person that's just kind of kept the butt in the seat. Like we're, we're going to be able to, we're going to find, we, we already have, I mean, if you, if you can imagine, you know, a punk like me developing a company and having success with, with carriers, with individuals, you know, that were overlooked in other parts of the world. And they come in and like, when I talk with these carriers, they're like, holy cow, holy cow. And I'm like, dude, if I put the numbers on everyone else on your team, you would be saying, holy cow, even more like, cause I can see what they're doing. Like it is great. Um, so it's, it's a really exciting time for insurance. Um, and, and it's going to be great. Like it's just getting better. It really is. It, it really is a really exciting time for insurance. I, I agree with that. And I, and uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't think that that uh, that I can mic drop better that that than uh, it's a really uh, exciting time in insurance. Uh, Wes, Wes, it's been great to have you. Uh, if the other Wesley Wes Anderson is is listening because accidentally googled his name and found the podcast, love to have you. We'll figure out a way to talk about insurance. I'll talk uh, to him. <laughs> next time he calls you to complain that you keep showing yeah. up in google searches send them my way i am a fan of his movies so so uh, send them my way uh and i look forward to 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 see what you guys do in the future at agency va always welcome to come back and, and, and update us on the podcast uh great chatting with you thank you so much for taking the time to to connect with me in in, in vegas at itc i i have some memory of, of it happening mostly because <laughs> we did together uh, I was running on such little sleep that, that it's blur, like, dude. It's a blur. <laughs> Not only that week, but I did like three in a row. So like the whole thing is a blur. Uh, but based on what I found on, on on my cell phone video afterwards, it appears that we had a really great conversation there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and thank you for coming on the podcast. Uh, it's it's been great. You bet. Thank you so much. We're very grateful for you. Uh, we're always here to serve. You know the insurance industry. Um, you know, and people like you that are, you know, shedding light and providing opportunity and, and sharing the voice of others. I can't commend you enough. Thank you very much. We're very, very grateful for you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, and, and usually I, I say this before, uh, but easiest way to connect with you guys, uh, agency.com. Oh. Yeah. Agencyva.com. Like here's like a really easy way. And this is maybe will be the death of me. Um, my parents are hippies, so they spell my name with double S the director, the number two Wes Anderson, cause there's a number one beard guy and a number one Wes Anderson. My parents did W E S S double S hippies, L Y, uh, Wesley J Anderson. If, if you find me on uh, Facebook and message me, uh, I talk with a lot of people there. In fact, one of my uh, virtual assistants helps me in there because I get a lot of messages there. So that or the website agencyva.com, um, you can get a lot of information there, schedule a demo. The demos are quick um, and you can kind of see if we're a fit for you. But yeah, um, happy to help the industry any way I can, man. Awesome. Th thank you very much.